Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Larry Cohn. He is a partner and co-founder at NextCore, a full-service co-working community and event space with a robust suite of amenities for the entrepreneur and the small business owner. Hi, Larry. Thank Hi, you. Mish. I'm so excited that we get to do this today. Me too. So these co-working spaces, I mean, you know, they're popping up all over the yes, place. They are. And one of the things that um, I've noticed is, is, you know, people are drawn to a certain place for certain reasons. Right. W- what are your peeps like? So um, I think ours are very local, meaning a lot of South City people are okay. coming. They're drawn to us for the community feel, the collaborative spirit. And then lastly, I think what kind of separates us a lot is our philosophy that it's not just about having a successful business. It's about having a, a healthy body and a healthy mind. So at NextCore, we have a full fitness studio with state-of-the-art machines wow. and, and different types of mind-body wellness classes. We also have a personal development library with about a thousand different titles. So our hope and and our inspiration for entrepreneurs in St. Louis is that you go, you work on your body, your mind, and your business all under one roof at NextCore. I love it. You know, and it's interesting because, and I've said this before about being an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur hits you at all levels. It is not just business. I mean, so my, my thing was, you know, if, if I, my own self-help course, I did not know was me starting a business. Right. Like I didn't right. realize, <laughs> I didn't yes. realize I was going to have to dig so deep. You, sure you know, do, right? you have to dig deep. Yes. You have to like, and, and it does hit you physically, spiritually, yes. mentally, emotionally, yes. it hits all levels. So it's cool that you guys put all that together. Yeah, so we want to nourish the, the body and the mind so that you have the strength to take on the trials and tribulations of your business. Because oftentimes an entrepreneur is very lonely. You don't have a lot of support necessarily from family and friends because you're venturing into areas that are are not secure and safe in relationship to those that have a job. Yep. So you really need to just make sure you're replenishing yourself. Well, there's something about that. It's all it's all on me. Yes. It's I mean, it's all on me. That's the good news and the bad news. Exactly, right? right? <laughs> I was watching um oh gosh, it was a David Letterman had on and I can't remember this gentleman's name, but he's he's a race car driver of some sort. But he was talking about um you know, being I mean, they're athletes. I right. didn't realize what kind of that they were like athletes, athletes, what they go through in that car. But he was talking about that and he was talking about how you constantly have to like be at a place with yourself. Like, I know I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I was thinking that is what it's like to be an entrepreneur because you second guess a lot of things or, you know, I mean, and we all do it. Right. You're, you're, you go to bed at night and you're like, Oh, I suck. Right. I just suck. <laughs> yes. You know. And then I you mean, wake up four oh, times in the middle of how, the night too. Oh man, you know, right. and, and then yes, okay, yes. Right. You would do the three o'clock, you know, yes. oh my gosh, I forgot to do it and I forgot to call and I gotta get this done. But it, it's like you're always having to be your own cheerleader. Like, exactly. I can do this. You know, right. <laughs> I mean, get up in the morning and say mantras or something, but but do, I mean, that's what we do. It is. We're and those I people. Mean, what, one of the inspirations for us starting NextCore was 
we really feel like the future of St. Louis is about not only people having economic freedom, but finding that economic freedom through passion and love of what they want to do. And there's so many people out there that are in jobs because the jobs pay the bill, and that's all fine and good and necessary. But on the other hand, there's a lot of people out there with certain passions and hobbies that they just quite haven't figured out how to monetize those passions right. and hobbies. So at NextCore, we can help transition them. And by transitioning them, we hope they become you know, happier, more productive adults. And then when their, um, their business is prosperous, their economic future is in their hands versus the hands of another business. Gotcha. So, and I love it. And so the amenities, I mean, you've got the gym, and but what other amenities are there? So some of the um, more interesting amenities that I find are we have a photography studio. We have a great podcast studio. We have an incredible outdoor patio with a... Um, fire pit and a, a, a gas grill where we can barbecue and we've got actually an event coming up in June barbecue and brews where we have music and different types of beers on the patio and that's really fun um, we have also some really cool amenities like like I said the personal development library is one of my favorite it's upstairs in this area called the members lounge and you can just tune in to whoever your favorite personal development speaker is or search our list and find a topic that resonates with with you. We also have the giant size Samsung washer and dryers. What? So if you need to do your laundry while you're at work, you can do that. We've got showers. So after the gym, you can shower and get dressed. So we try to make it a complete space that takes away the excuses that I, you know, hey, I w- I'd love to be there, but I got to do my laundry. I got to do this. So, I mean, I'm sure entrepreneurs that work from home, I'm, I mean, if you're anything like me, you know, that when you sit down to do the work, you're always looking around saying, oh, I should clean that or I should do laundry, <laughs> or I should do that, you know? <laughs> I do. So, I do my laundry while I'm working so, when I'm in the um, home Next Corp yep. provides a space where you can take care of some of those chores and Dang. still be in, in a collaborative environment. But the bottom line is it's the people. And I mean, we have such an eclectic and exciting and committed group of individuals at NextCore that are in different stages of either starting a business or expanding a business or growing their business. And it's the it's the camaraderie and the collaboration because the person next to you or across the room from you has probably gone through something similar. So you, right. you have this kind of this like this this kind of like what I call like a an uh automatic board of directors right right, right there yeah, that you can right. tap into and say hey you know I'm going through this and I'm going through that and um, and the last thing is the a lot of the members at nextcore do business with one another so it's great. a great place to get to know someone trust someone and then like someone and then you just reach out and you do business with them and there's um a different energy when you know them on a different level versus just a business level oh yeah that's always and then and then I'm sure they collaborate on projects together we too. do yeah, and then we have a whole suite of different workshops that we do from, you know, Google workshops to personal development workshops to YouTube workshops, you know, on and on about just different ways to promote yourself, your business, um, business solutions projects. That's so exciting. It's fun. I love it. It's so exciting, but it's, it's it's so it's so. I mean, I love and and that's one of the reasons why I love these co working spaces. That it helps you understand that you can really do this. Yes, you can sure. do this. You can make your business work. Right. And you have all these creative people that are willing to help yes. you look at it and say, "Well, did you think of?" You know, sometimes with we get so close to our business, we don't really For see sure. everything. Right. So we need somebody else's yep. eyes on it to say, "Have you thought of doing it this way?" And you're like, "Wow, that's brilliant. Thank you." That's right. <laughs> that's right. I will, I will move forward. 
forward with this. Yeah, so you know? the co-working community in St. Louis is just thriving right now, as, as it is pretty much across most metropolitan areas in the country. But we have a great co-working community in St. Louis. There's some great co-working places here. And, um, you know, we we begin to collaborate and synergize with other co-working communities. And each one is a little bit different. So if anyone is thinking of maybe checking out a place, check out two or three of them right. and kind of find the Get vibe, your vibe and the yep. tribe, as they say, that, that fits you. It's exactly it. Yes. You feel it. I yes. mean, you just feel it. You go and you're like, yeah, this is my place. These are my people. I'm here to stay. Right. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Larry. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay. And we are back with Larry Cohn. Now, when I was introduced to you by Amy Rivera, who we love and adore. For sure. A uh, recent podcast guest. <laughs> yes, Amy. Um, she said to me, he has a very interesting story. And I got to talk with you just a little bit to understand that this story is beyond interesting. Please share it with us. So uh, there are several aspects to the story, but I think what you're referring to is um, most of my adult life I spent in Arizona. I had successful restaurants out there and things were really good for me. But long story short, I, I got involved into drugs and I got heavily involved into crack cocaine and it pretty much consumed my life. So um, if you've ever been addicted to something, crack is very powerful and my relationships and my business all started to go downhill. But what was I think what my take on it was I held on to the belief that something good was going to come of my crack addiction. I didn't know what it was, and I was not ready to transition into sobriety, but I just kept an open space that something good would come of it. And what I noticed was every time I went into the neighborhoods in Phoenix to get crack, I saw these kids on the street that were so different from any neighborhood that I had ever experienced growing up in a upper class white suburban neighborhood. And um, I became kind of friends with the kids. Like I would ask them, do you need some food and this and that? And to make a long story short, one of my drug dealers was um, sentenced to six months in jail. And she asked me if I would take custody of her 11 year old daughter while she was in jail. And it just immediately I said, yes. And I thought, I don't know how the heck I'm going to do this, but um, I have. there's an old Chinese proverb that I love. The person who says it can't be done should never interrupt the person doing it. So I love it. I just figured out, you know, some way I'll do it. But what happened was I had another drug dealer and she had a couple kids. And long story short, I, I asked her, I'm, I said, you know, the kids aren't being taken care of and I would like to take custody of them. And so I ended up with uh, three children. And at this point, I had had a beautiful home in a really nice area in Phoenix, but I lost that because I lost my business. I lost all my money. Myself on drugs with three kids that I had just taken custody of, we moved into a rent by the week studio. We had no money, no support. Um, everybody in my life was against doing this they for reasons that are kind of obvious but I felt I felt so aligned with it that I knew something would happen and I just looked at the kids and I said somehow we're gonna make this work and about 30 or 60 days after I had the kids I put myself into treatment I had a, a 
wonderful friend that took care of the kids for free because I had no money during the time that I was in treatment. Oh, wow. And I got out of treatment and we spent, I don't know, six months or a year in that Rent by the Week studio um, just nurturing ourselves and bonding as a family. And the kids, the kids, they're all adults in their mid and late thirties right now. They would tell you that that was the most powerful time in their life because no one had ever really fought for them before. And it would have been easy for me to take the kids and give them back to their mother or give them back to the state because I had no money. I'm in a rent by the week studio. But I mean, as soon as I signed on that line, I said, these kids are mine and together we're going to create this new blended family and we're going to work on it. So I, I went through this, uh, got my sobriety back and my business was like in near bankruptcy. And I went back and I built up that restaurant. And then um, in the year 2000, I sold the restaurant and we kind of moved up from there. And I remember specifically when we were moving out of the rent by the week studio into a, a relatively you know, nice home in a much better area, um, some of the people said, did you win the lottery? Did you oh. win the lottery? <laughs> I said, no, I, I did this on my own. And oh, wow. So uh, it, it was awesome. And it's a, it's a great story. Both moms of the children are actively in their lives. Both moms of the children have like, um, you know, close to 10 years of sobriety themselves now. Oh, wow. And it's just, it, I mean, it really was a happy ending. No kidding. Yeah. That is, so that's huge. Yeah, and so it was the, I mean, my story is it was the kids that got me to sobriety. Because I don't think I would have ever done it on myself. But when I saw those kids, I said, I have to get sober for the kids. And it was through the through my inspiration to provide a better place for them that I found the self-love for myself to stay sober. So how old are the kids now? They are 34, 35, and 36. But you have other ones at home you just told me about. Oh, I, I was just watching them for a friend. Oh, you yes. were, oh, gotcha. Yes. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. And are there more kids? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> gotcha, okay, gotcha. Yeah, no more kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know, you right. get to a point, okay, yeah. we're done. So, at least for now, I'm, I'm always open to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that is amazing. And I mean, thank you for not giving them to the state because that's I, a whole just, hotbed right. of messiness yeah. right there. I, I um, yeah, believe me, it's wanted it's, it's, to keep them. That's so. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And so they're grown up and, so they're and they're grown, thriving. Yeah, and... they are. One is um, one is an, a nurse. One is in the aerospace industry. Although her full passion, I talked to her yesterday. She's like, make sure you say my full passion. It's a hip hop <laughs> artist. Okay. And and then the others in the culinary arts field. I kind of like this hip hop. Yes, she's aerospace uh, the, thing. Right? That Isn't going that amazing? On. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a talented young lady. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, Larry. So it's good it's, job, it's, sir. It's pretty neat. And also just the you know, like again, growing up in in a isolated white suburban neighborhood, I never had the opportunity to interact closely with people that were in such a vastly different environment for right. me. And what I found is that we are all far more similar than we are different. It is they, so true. Yep. They talk differently and they looked differently and they lived differently, but they were still worried about economics. They were still worried about their kids. They were still worried about a job. They were still thinking about all the basic things that we think about it, but they were coming at it from such a 
a different place that so many times people stop and they don't go further because they see the outer differences so strong that they don't take the time to go inside and know that we are more similar than we are different. We are so much more similar. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I often say we are one. We are one. Yes. Until everybody gets that, we're going to keep having all these issues where we it's us, them, that us, them mentality. When in all reality, travel anywhere. And it, 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 it goes you know, through all the socioeconomic everything, right. everybody wants the basic things. Yes. And those kids, I mean, you know, they it they weren't being paid attention to, and that's a huge, huge. deal for children to be paid attention right. to. And and they even say like some kids would rather have negative attention than none. I've heard that. Right. Yes. But w- what do we want? We want them to have right. good, nurturing, loving. Yes. So thank you for yes. doing that. So can I tell you something else? Yeah, go. I want to tell you something. That's called the shifted reality. Okay. So the shifted reality was something that I came up with myself to help me transition from those tough times of poverty and near homelessness into where I am now. And I'm I'm um, have a book that's just about to come out. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting a shifted reality tour. And the shifted reality says that most people focus on the reality that is most dominant and the reality that is most like present in front of them. So in my case, I had no money. I didn't know where I was going to eat. So my reality was really, really sharp. And if I spent too much time in that reality, I would have been swallowed up by the negative reality. So the shifted reality is the concept where it says that you can actually pick and choose your reality versus having the reality choose you. So my example is, imagine a buffet. And you're at a station, and you start with your plate, and you're at the station, and the first station is a meat station, but you don't eat meat. But the reality is, is right there in front of you, you have the ability to walk around that buffet and pick different things to put on your plate. But oftentimes in life, we just pick the reality that's most like in our face at that moment to put on our plate, and you don't need to do that. So I selectively chose realities that were more pleasing to me. For example, I had three beautiful kids. That was fun. Right. I was broke. And hungry and didn't know where the next paycheck came from. Horrible, frightening, scary. Three beautiful smiling faces. Fun. Equal realities. Which one would I would? Cho- which one is better to choose? Choose the one that's most pleasing to you. I love it. Or it was it. a nice day out. A reality. This is not nothing that I was making up. So I I. I consciously sifted through the realities that were available to me at any given time, and I consciously chose realities that were more pleasing to me, and as a result, I moved up the emotional scale and brought myself from a place of feeling negativity, shame, and guilt to hope, expectation, and positivity by consciously choosing my realities, and that's what the shifted reality is, and that is how someone becomes a conscious creator in life versus a regurgitator of whatever is in front of you. I love it. Shifted reality. All right. And we'll look for the book. Yes. Right? Yep. Facebook.com forward slash STL Larry. (laughs) STL Larry. STL Larry. (laughs) We're going to take another break and we will be right back. Okay, and so we are back with Larry Cohn, and it is question time. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay. First of all, I noticed this on the website, so I got to know, are you the firewalker? Yes, I am the firewalker. 
tell us what that means. So fire walking, there's no practical application for it. It's not like, you know, I'm going to go to the next family picnic and say, clear the coals. You do you like know? a certification <laughs> right. in fire yes, walking. I have a certification and simply <laughs> is, if you can alter the laws of physics with the power of your mind, what else can you do in life that you didn't think you were capable of? And the fire walk is a metaphor to illustrate that. It's okay. I, it doesn't hurt your feet. It can fire burn. So, I mean, I've been to firewalks where, where people have gotten burned. So it, it absolutely has the capacity to burn you and char you, but it doesn't have to. It all depends like where you tune into. So the firewalk is about the focus of your mind. And, and if you can focus through fire, you can focus through other challenges in your life. Two of my kids have firewalked. The firewalk has helped me uh, navigate really, really difficult challenges in my wow. life. Wow. I, I, I've seen people do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, could I do that? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> well, might, we might do one at well, next when course. when you have so. a fire walking ceremony, yes, let I me will know. Let you know. I might go fire walking. I will let you know. <laughs> Sam wants to too. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to wear shoes. All right, big boots. Um, all right. Tell me, oh, so fatherhood. When yes. you think of fatherhood, what has fatherhood taught you? Well, fatherhood is is humbling because it's it's a very giving experience, and you know I was, you know, thrust into fatherhood, so I didn't have the preparation, you know, or the the time to really think about it like maybe other people have had. But I mean, to me, it's commitment, it's bonding, it's self sacrificing, but it's also incredibly enriching just to be able to um, see the reflection of the child as they grow through different phases in their life. And I was talking to my daughter out in Arizona yesterday and she was just telling me three or four things that I had told her like, you know, through the years and man, she remembered it. Oh. <laughs> and so it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible experience. And one that I am so happy that I had that um, never would have thought, thought it would have come the way that it came. But nonetheless, it was a really enriching experience for me. And uh, just having kids is a whole nother dimension. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got a daughter and I just totally dig her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally love it. I bet. So um, tell me if there, is there a next core success story that is just like one of your favorites or there top of mind? There is a lot. And I am so happy you asked me that question. <laughs> There okay. is. So a couple of years ago, I was in East St. Louis at about two in the morning, um, and I met someone at a gas station, and they asked me if they could clean my windshield. Long story short, they cleaned the windshield. He did an incredible job cleaning that windshield. Was a nice guy. I asked him for his number because I said I want the car the car washed, and came back. He washed the car, and the man he was kind of homeless, living from place to place. I told him about NextCore. I said, I'd like to help you start a business. His name is Antoine. They call him Twin because he has a twin. So long story short, he now has his own company called Twins Red Carpet. He was featured in St. Louis Magazine last year because he went from um, being homeless and on the street to having his own home. He now has employees. He is grossing thousands of dollars a month in revenue. And what what my the reason it's my favorite story is he grew up with a passion for shiny cars. He used to detail 
um, drug dealers' cars over in East St. Louis. Okay. And he said he that they liked him because he just always got the shiniest car. He, I've never met anyone who just, he loves it. So he wow. gives the red carpet service. It's called twinsredcarpet.com. And he's a thrilling story because I he had a passion that he had no idea how to monetize. Right. And right. I just think there are so many people out there that have a skill, but they, they either don't have the education to translate late that skill into a job or they don't know where to go. So NextCore is about that. It's a it's a business accelerator and we have a lot of stories like that. That but is his awesome. really inspires me because he's one of the sweetest, kindest guys I know. And to see him have a thriving business and um is makes my heart real it's warm. so true though because and, and plus I mean even people like me who I was like I, I'm gonna start a business at some point I went how do you grow this thing, right. right? You need somebody that can come in and help you. Fit. You can be really good at yes. what you do for your business, but if you're going to grow it, you have right. to have somebody teach you how to grow your business. Right. So, it, and it's amazing though that like he, it, for, it took somebody to say to him, no, you can turn this into yeah. a business. You have a skill right. set. Let's let's see what we can do with it here. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was funny because it was a chance meeting. Like I said, I met him at two in the morning in East St. Louis. So if you're thinking, how was I in East St. Louis at two in the morning? <laughs> okay. I know Please some people us. are. I had actually um, left a, 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 I was at Ballpark Village and it was about 1 a.m. more or less when I left and I was going home and I saw a guy out there and he said, can I get a ride to East St. Louis? Oh. And something, I've always been one to trust my intuition. Yeah. Something about it said, let me give him a ride over there. And so he had me drop him off at a gas station and that's where I met Twin. That is amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> and so does Twin come to you to do your yes. car? So Twin, yes, he um, does it on site, but he also has a mobile service as well. Very cool. All right. Yep. Well, Larry, this is, thank you. This My is pleasure. an amazing, this is amazing. I'm And I'm so thankful that I got to talk to you and that Likewise. I get to showcase what you've done Thank and you. talk about NextCore. And so, so where do people find you? I know, I so know. So you can, you can find me. My email is Larry at thenextcore.com, N-E-X-C-O-R-E. Um, you can stop by NextCore. We're located in South City at 2631 Gravoy, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash STL Larry. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Everybody out there, you have been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Please go to iTunes and subscribe. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. Bye.